It went straight down the middle Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day But it went straight down the middle Like they say Hello everyone and welcome to this initial episode of For the Good of the Game. I'm Mike Gonzalez, and along with my co-host Bruce Devlin, we intend to take you on a storytelling journey through the good old days of the PGA Tour, when woods were really woods. We'll also take you around the world to some of the great venues for golf, beginning at the home of golf in the United Kingdom. So without further ado, welcome to For the Good of the Game. Well, Bruce, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, I do too, Mike. We've got lots, lots of things to talk about, uh, particularly some of my old buddies that I played with many, many years ago and the technology that's affected this game of golf. Uh, how many episodes do we need? A lot. <laughs> I think we'll have a few. So let me just tell our, uh, our listeners a little bit about what uh, this podcast is going to be all about. Uh, for the good of the game, it's called, and, and it's going to be a golf-focused podcast that uh, uh, focuses on the positive aspects of the game of golf, and uh, we hope to provide useful, engaging, and timeless content for our listeners with two initial themes. The first theme will be uh, entitled Tales from the Tour, and that's uh, going to be co-hosted by uh, uh, yours truly there, Bruce Devlin, uh, PGA Tour star, Australian-born, and uh, it will feature storytelling, as Bruce said, from former PGA standouts of, of yesterday. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to some of the initial episodes because we've got some great folks already lined up, don't we, Bruce? We certainly do. We've, uh, we've got uh, three major champions. I think between them they've won, oh, I don't know, well over 100 golf tournaments and nine majors. Uh, we prompt them a little bit, Lanny Watkins and... David Graham, and of course, uh, the merry Mexican Lee Trevino will join us at some point in time. You know, I, I did sum it up, and, and between the four of you, you throw yours in, you four guys have 192 worldwide professional victories amongst the four of you. Well, that's a lot. I didn't realize there were that many. So uh, you guys could play. Um, so anyway, that's that'll be Tales from the Tour, and then... Uh, uh, we'll do another series uh, that we'll call Golf Travels Around the World, and and that's going to feature useful information for planning your golf travel to the United Kingdom with interviews with prominent golf clubs, regional golf associations, uh, golf travel leaders. I think as time goes on, we'll venture off to Australia and other points uh, on the globe, but we'll start with the UK, which is kind of where the game got started. And, and uh, as we talk to some of your friends, Bruce, you've all had major experience playing in the Open Championship in the UK, and, and we'll bring some of those bits in because uh, I think our listeners would like to hear you guys uh, reminisce about your days playing the Muirfields, the Carnoustie's, the Royal St. George's of the world. And the old Galco, uh, and the old course, of course, in Scotland. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, so those will be the two uh, themes. We don't uh, pretend to be a golf news podcast. Uh, most of the current events type things have a fairly short shelf life, and 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 we expect uh, uh, to um, 
have a little longer shelf life with some of our content, but we will occasionally offer some timely topics and notable guests who are having an impact on the game of golf. Uh, so anyway, let's just uh, uh, talk a little bit more about Season 1 Tales from the Tour. As you mentioned, we've got some, uh, some uh, really, uh, the three guys you mentioned, Bruce, uh, all world, uh, world Golf Hall of Famers, aren't they? Correct. They all are. Every one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of uh, great stories, uh, particularly from uh, if you think about the kids today, they're all, you know, they're all out of college and uh, they, you know, they've got coaches and fitness people. All these guys came up in a very, very different way. Uh, Lanny, I suppose, probably uh, spent more time in a college environment than uh, certainly David Graham and Lee Trevino, but uh, I think some of the the background stories about how they started in the game of golf will be very interesting to our listeners. Well, I, I certainly look forward to the conversations we're uh, soon to have with some of these great players about their careers. We're really going to want to talk about all aspects of their games, talk about their memories of other greats of the game, how the game has changed, as you mentioned, Bruce, from when they played on the tour. There's there's a whole lot there, isn't there? I mean, there's so many aspects of change from the time you guys played in the 60s and 70s. Well, uh, you know, watching watching uh, golf on television today, it's quite remarkable for players of my age to think that, you know, we used to hit uh, five irons about 175, 180. They're hitting them 220 today, so... Uh, that's a significant difference. And uh, I, I don't know whether it's for better or for worse. I'm not sure, but uh, it's certainly a, certainly a great subject to talk about. Sure. And uh, a little bit about our World Golf Travels series. Uh, uh, what we plan to do is offer episodes that would help you plan your next or perhaps first visit uh, as a golf trip, buddy trip perhaps to the U.K., uh, we want to talk with many of the great clubs of Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. We'll talk to club captains, secretaries, golf professionals, and club historians at open road venues and hear our PGA Tour guests reflect on their open championship experiences at some of these famous venues. Uh, we'll talk to golf tour operators and regional golf promoters to give you all the information you need to ensure a memorable golf experience. And, and Bruce, I know you've made that trip several times, uh, not only as a, as a competitor uh, in major championships, but also uh, uh, as a golf architect. Yeah, and um, I've even done a little bit of the uh, international television for ESPN back in the, uh, back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting trip, actually. Let's tell the uh, the listeners a little bit of our, uh, ourselves. Uh, uh, certainly, you're, you're the the one that's known of the two of us. But uh, uh, just a little bit about your uh, career and, and background, Bruce. Getting into the game of golf. Well, unusual way to get into it. I was a uh, field hockey player when I was a young man in Australia. Lived in a, a little town where we had three Olympians that played in the Australian hockey team. So. All of us young kids loved to play hockey. And then, uh, unfortunately for my dad and myself, he lost his arm in an automobile accident. Was a 20 handicap golfer, wanted to continue to play golf. And uh, he, was, uh, he said he was looking for somebody to play golf with him. And I was the one he was looking for. So that's how I got into golf. And uh, one thing led from there. I was fortunate enough to 
grab hold of the game with the help of an old Scottish pro who was the head pro at the golf course where my dad was a member. And uh, I guess the, uh, uh, the, the details of what's happened since, since that time is, uh, is all on record and it's been a, been a long and wonderful trip. And I look forward to getting together with you soon. We're going to do a deep dive into your life and career. Uh, it could perhaps span much more than one episode as there's a lot to cover. You've had a, a, a great career professionally around the world. And uh, I look forward to that visit. As for me, uh, I've been around the game since age eight. I was introduced to the game by my father, as, as Bruce and many others were. Uh, retired business guy with a respectable golf game, but uh, I've really been blessed to have been able to travel the world playing this game, and and uh, I have a passion for it. And I thought it might be fun to get together with Bruce, who's been a friend for a long time, and uh, and uh, uh, really really do some storytelling, particularly about uh, as we talked about the the old time tour back, as I say, when when woods were really wood, and uh, so. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, we're looking forward to bringing this series to you, uh, Bruce. Uh, we hadn't really rehearsed this, but uh, just to give our listeners a flavor for uh, what we mean when we talk about storytelling, I'll prompt you for one story that I've heard you tell, and uh, perhaps we'll get into it with one of our guests later. But but uh, something happened uh, back in the seventies at Royal Lytham and St Anne's playing in the Open Championship, and apparently you and, and one of our future guests had not played particularly well, so you found yourself uh, uh, paired on the final Sunday and uh, on the range together before your round. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a story that not too many people believe, actually, including the secretary of the RNA. Uh, Trevino was the name, and uh, we were standing on a practice tee Sunday morning. Neither of us were going to make much money, and I was complaining to him about how how bad I was driving the golf ball, and he said, "Oh well, hit my driver." I said, "Lee, come on, you know you're you're five foot seven, I'm six two. You stand, you know, five inches further away from the ball than I do. How could I hit your driver?" And he said, "Well, why don't you just shut up and try?" So I hit uh, two or three drives, and they all went dead straight. And he said, well, that's the end of it. We'll, we'll use the driver together. He said, uh, the RNA guy that will walk with us will, will watch whoever hits their tee shot first. And while he's watching the golf ball, we'll exchange clubs. And we did that the entire round. And I guess uh, 10 or 12 years later, Lee was sitting with the secretary of the RNA and he asked him, should Bruce Devlin and he give the money we we made uh, that particular year, and then he told him the story, and the <laughs> the secretary of the RNA said, oh, "Lee, I'm sorry, but I'm not believing that." <laughs> and I believe, as the story goes, that was Peter Dawson. Perhaps that Peter was, will hear this at some point. That's exactly who it was. Refused to believe it, and obviously, with television coverage and the way tournaments are covered these days, it's it seems impossible to believe that could ever happen again. Yeah, I don't think it could. Well, anyway, um, so as as we mentioned, we're going to do some storytelling, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, I would just say, if you're a golfer, if you're passionate about the game, if you enjoy great storytelling, then then give us a listen on for the good of the game. And uh, if you like what you've heard, uh, you can help us spread the word by subscribing to our podcast where you uh, listen to your podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on other platforms. 
You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is ampersand for the game. And uh, you can also like us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page called For the Good of the Game. Uh, finally, just tell your friends about us. Uh, the more listeners, the, the better as we uh, kick off season one of For the Good of the Game. So, Bruce, I look forward to traveling with you on this journey. And we look forward to sharing our initial season one episode soon. Until then, play fast, have fun, stay positive for the good of the game. So long, everybody. And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day But it went straight down the middle Like they say